You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Welcome to Phoenix 92.5 FM, nerdsnowmedia.com, thewrestlingrewind.com, and of course, True Penny Channel. This is The Wrestling Rewind. My name is Darrow Connor, and I am not alone. I am joined by the one, the only, Mr. One and O. Martin Herty. How are things, Martin? It's bad. It's a bad day, Darrow. It's a black day. Not for you. Uh, for no, me, it's, it's the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for... forward to this. I've been looking forward to this for an entire week. I don't think you realize this. No, no, and, and and when when we get on to the show, I'll um I'm, I admit that I'm something of a convert, but the, okay. uh, the greatest Irish living oh, poet, yeah, okay. philosopher, Sorry. singer, patriot, uh, Shane McGowan has sadly passed away. I know you weren't a, a, a huge fan, but I'm just absolutely no, no. To be honest with you, it's not that I'm a huge fan. I just I, I would be ignorant on this. So I, I I I have I know the fairy tale in New York, and to, I'll be honest with you. Here's the thing, though, right? It's not Christmas for me yet without Fairy Tale of New York. So how about that? Yeah, no, no, it's it's definitely like I'm I'm kind of torn on Fairy Tale of New York because like leaving everything aside, like the fact that it gets way overplayed and all that, uh, it's an amazing song. It is, but they have written songs that are ten times better, and it's it's good on the one hand that they got a song that made them huge. But yeah. it's kind of sad that that's what they're remembered for, and that's what Shane yeah, is remembered but, for but when he has you, written literal works of art. But look, I'll put it to you this way, right? Mike, Mike Michelangelo, right? Hated painting, hated it, right? Yeah. Did not like painting. But what's he most famous for? Being a teenage mutant ninja. Other than turtle. that, other than that, what's he famous <laughs> pa- for? Painting the Sistine Chapel. Yes. So hated painting. Still, but he could do it upside down. Yeah, well, he, he didn't really have that much of a choice. Uh, there's a good book called Michelangelo and the Pope's Ceiling. I'd recommend everybody read it. It's actually very good. But uh, he didn't really have that much of a choice. You don't really say no to the Pope, particularly yeah. in the Middle Ages. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fed the yeah. roof or I curse your soul. <laughs> or, uh, yeah, well, I mean, and lock you up or, or kill you or whatever, you know. These are other things, other things that, could, that probably were done at that point. But... The point is, I mean, <clears throat> or even, you know, a more modern example, um, what's it? Enter Sandman by Metallica. Everybody knows that song, but they have much better songs. So Warrant, uh, Cherry Pie by Warrant. No, like it's always or even like, OK, I'm going to give you some deets, right? The new horrendous song, which people really like. I actually don't like it that much, uh, but we have to play it over and over and over again. And it just happens. It's like <laughs> it, it. I think it's just like a thing of being in a band. The songs that people like are the ones that you're like. Yeah, it's all right. But you have to play it because it's just like, like even, um, what's it? it? Smells like Teen Spirit, Metallica, and uh, not Metallica, Nirvana ended up right, playing yeah. it. And, you know, it's just, I think it's part of it. You know, you can never really know what pops off, you know, but I think in, in that sense, at least he will always be remembered, you know? like Oh, it, yeah, yeah. And his, his, his legacy will live on through, through that one song, even if they don't listen to anything else. And I think that's like pretty cool 
You know, and it, look, as I said, I'm not a fan because I don't, I, I'm just ignorant it, on him. But yeah. I am. Well, sad. It's probably I, not even. Is it a? It's probably not even a genre you're particularly interested in, is it? Not that, no, I would say I haven't been exposed to it. <laughs> That's the thing. I mean, in the South, man, we're not really like, you know, outside of a lock-in, you don't really hear Rebel songs down here that much. What's the, Pogues weren't even Rebels. The Pogues were, I mean, they were in terms of their politics, but the music was mostly, the, so they did, they kind of invented, like we have Flag and Molly and Dropkick Murphys and all that nowadays, but the Pogues were the ones who invented kind of fuse an Irish trad with punk punk yeah no that's fair no. I mean but I said like, even with like I mean our singer would be more of a punk guy than me you know yeah. the punk that I like is uh, my girlfriend broke up with me and I'm I'm sad in Ohio oh. <laughs> that's you know, <laughs> pop that's punk book. yeah or, or or like where are you or, <laughs> or, or, or emo or something like that that's the kind of punk that I like you know <laughs> No, so, the, the, the Pogues have their roots both in, like, a Irish trad and in, like, punk as in 70s, punk. 60s, 70s London punk. Like, Shane McGowan's first band. So he, he ha- he's twice been forced by the BBC to change his band name. So his first band were called... Careful, Nipple- we, careful, careful, we are... We're no, no, don't worry. There's, okay. there's, no, there's no bad words. <laughs> I just wanted to be careful. His uh, his first band were called the Nipple Erectors, okay. and they had they had to change that name to the Nips, and <laughs> then, <laughs> and then by the BBC, huh? and then his second band, uh, Pogue Mahone, which I'm oh, sure very good. Yeah, all yeah. our uh, all our listeners would be familiar with. Uh, whenever the BBC found out what it meant, they made them change it to the Pogues, and that's how we got the Pogues. Oh. Ah, very clever, very clever. But Dara, yes. like I'm, I'm more than happy to spend the next two hours of this wrestling podcast talking about the Pogues, but you might want to well, move things about, forward. Well, how about this? Instead of talking about a punk rock singer, we talk about the return oh. of another punk. Uncle you know Phil what? himself, CM Punk, well, is you know now what? back in the WWE universe. In honor of this because I knew this was coming up. Sometimes sometimes we discuss what we're gonna do on the Literally show. for you have no idea how much I wanted to do a podcast for the whole week. The whole week I'm like, I can't wait to talk to Matt about this. Well in, 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 in honor of this, I was on the WWE YouTube page earlier and they have a new documentary up. It only went up yesterday and it's literally called The Full Career of CM Punk. Oh God! Right? Okay. It's not called CM Punk in the WWE. It's not called CM Punk in the Fed or you know. <laughs> it's called the full career of CM. Punk. So, Sorry. as a as a massive Punk fan, I'm sure you will be astonished to find out that his career only began in ECW, ECW. in yeah, 2006. Yeah. yeah. Never wrestled before. I don't know if no. he was performance center or what not one time yeah <laughs> but he he got his got his start in 2006 in ecw yeah um left in 2013 for unspecified reasons that nobody knows why um and then did nothing for 10 years absolutely nothing and then returned uh at survivor series i mean is that not what happened they, uh, that well clearly that's the full <laughs> career <laughs> the full, entire, complete, unabridged career of CM Punk. I mean, that makes sense to me, man. <laughs> I was spitting mad. See, here's the thing. Did, oh, it's kind of like that meme, you know, where I think it's from A Thousand Ways to Die in the West. And it's like, first time. This happened with Christian Cage. <laughs> this happened This happened with, with AJ Styles. This happened with Kurt Angle. This, this is your first experience with this. Welcome. <laughs> um, welcome to being a TNA fan. Well, uh, no, I've been, I'd, I'd been aware of, of going of some to, of it. No, no, but then going like, man, this is like, yeah, this is called being a TNA fan. Where like they return from TNA, or when Bobby Roode showed up, it was like, oh, this is like, it's Bobby Roode, he's amazing. And they're like, oh, this Bobby no, is pretty good. I, no, it's like he's amazing. He's really good. <laughs> I was, I was first aware of it with Kurt Angle. Yeah, I think it was when they put him in the Hall of Fame, and I was like, but you didn't mention the. What was he spent ten years in TNA? Was it? Yeah, he had like his best run in TNA. It's like he spent longer in TNA than WWE. Like, but, but see, so why did you mention that? 
Well, no, they have actually, to be fair, they have actually mentioned TNA before. Like, in recent years, they, they started to do it. But what they used to do was, in Orlando. Oh, yeah. And that would be it. He was in Orlando. What, at Disneyland? <laughs> it was 10 on, years? Because yeah, on the rare occasion they'd refer to WCW, they'd always say Georgia, wasn't it? Yeah, Georgia, yeah. Georgia. Uh, he won the title in Georgia. But, uh, no, I haven't seen that yet, but that is pretty funny. But here's the thing, right? So last week, uh, we talked about this. And, look, I'm going to admit something here, right? I was surprised by this. So for anyone that didn't, that doesn't know, CM Punk returned literally in the dying moments of Survivor Series. Yeah. So I had endeavoured to stay up. We were out drinking the night before. Uh, well, the night of. And then I went home. I said, no, I'm going to order some pizza and watch Survivor Series. <laughs> I- I can't even imagine the pop in your house. No, no, here's what happened, right? So I was kind of sitting there and I had Facebook open because we were chatting and I sent you that meme, you know, I think it was like, oh, he's not showing up, time to go home or something like that. And then Punk's music hit and what happened was my my spirit left my body for a few moments (laughs) where I was like, did I I die or something? Because I, I couldn't put it together that one, it was happening, two, that I was right like so comprehensively right and then also that absolutely it was, it was actually happening and i was like and in fact have I, have I, up, have actually, I like i couldn't believe it i was like have we, i have I died you know? we have to we have to give dara his uh his his bouquet or his flowers or his laurel here because i absolutely rubbished on the last um podcast we did any notion that punk was come by i said he was too much trouble caused all this bother there's legal issues and they have enough stars blah 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 why would they bother i i said a zero percent chance and dara completely stuck by his guns and have to say once again just like the sale of wwe just like uh i'm sure there's a string of other stuff but I have to give you your props here. You are 100% right. Thank you. I mean, look, and I appreciate that. It takes a big man to, to admit it, despite the fact that it's recorded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, WWE being sold, Sting coming back, and this, I mean, that's three for three. That's pretty good. Uh, like, I mean, even to myself, but this one was the strangest. Like, it made all the sense in the world, right? But, again, but punk, right? But the thing about it is, it's like, the only place that can actually control them is WWE to the point that now apparently they have like a behavior, like it's called a morality clause for anyone who doesn't know. <laughs> they haven't done that since they used to do that in like old Hollywood when the starlets, they're like, listen, if you go out and go too mad, we'll fire you and we take all your money. So this is a, this a behavioral or a morality clause ha- hasn't been used in contracts since the twenties. It's from old oh Hollywood. God. And that's what's in his contract. So, Here's the thing, WWE know what they have. They're aware of it, but they're also like, right, one, but, Triple H is a leader, and two, they're also like, right, you mess up, buddy, you're going to pay for this this time. So, But here's the, here's the question. So, like, and, and I'm going to preface this. No, do, go on. Yeah, go on. I don't want me and Tara to fall over this. So I want to no, say never that I love and respect Dara tremendously, but I think we're going to disagree okay, <laughs> when it comes on. to our views on Punk. But here's my question for you as a punk fan. Yes. They have the behavioral clause. Yeah. He went out on Raw on Monday and did it. I don't know what your views, but I thought it was just the most insipid, limp, like, yeah, WWE speech. So here's my question for you as a punk fan. Mm. If they have punk and they have him in lane and he's following the rules... What's the point of CM Punk? This is the thing. I think you're looking at this. So, okay, my biggest problem with Punk in AEW, right? Because I need I need to actually preface preface your preface with my preface. A pre a, a pre-preface. A pre-preface, exactly. <laughs> a preamble to the preface. A pre preamble <laughs> to the pre-preface. So my problem let me, with let me prepare for this. <laughs> I mean, we can do this. <laughs> um, no, I mean my my problem with Punk in AEW was what he he was the authority. He he literally was what his entire character was against, right? Hmm. He had damaged himself in, in MMA by... Uh, I mean, he, he earned a little bit of respect 
and the second fight because he was a lot better but he got humbled severely in the first fight and whatever and done a lot of damage in that sense um but the problem with, with aw was he was the authority he he literally was running things right yeah and it, it, it never seemed he would say and there's some great documentaries on them i'm, I'm gonna link them in the description where you know when the guys were shooting on him they were concerned because he was you know doing what he'd eventually be revealed to be doing right in certain ways and from certain points of view kicking people out of shows yeah exactly that kind of stuff right like that's you can't do that if you're like the voice of the voiceless or if you're there to help people you can't you're being hulk hogan like hulk hogan did this in wcw right so that's why it never it always irked me the wrong way i'm like why are you lying this is not true like it might be true from your standpoint but objectively you're hulk hogan right you're hulk hogan in wcw yeah. In WWE, he, Punk is never going to be a WWE guy. He doesn't wrestle like a WWE guy. He's over and people like him for it. But I think what they're doing here is they, they one, they're aware of who they have, as I said, right? They know what the crack is. They know what he is. They know what he does. Seth Rollins has been working everybody for months. <clears throat> now, look, <clears throat> sorry. I'm still getting over this cold. This, 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 um, this deal apparently came together really quickly. I don't really buy that. I mean, I buy it a little bit. What I think what happened was they had, they thought this deal was going to come together a while ago, and then it went cold, and then it went, you know, really quick again. I think that's probably the truth of it. And they were dropping a lot of hints and all that kind of stuff, and they were playing with it. I, I and mean, I think, I think they'll never admit it because it's a legal issue, but I think they were definitely talking to him. Oh, yeah. While, oh, while yeah. He was under a W contract. Oh, no, absolutely. But do worry. Yeah. Like he went to visit them. I mean, come on. And apparently impact, apparently impact. He was going to go for impact. But WWE sweeped in at the last moment and they were like, OK, look, we can't match that. So that is also confirmed. That was that was on the table. But WWE just were like, OK, look, we'll get them. And I think that's the best decision because impact wouldn't have been able to control punk. It would have been an even faster situation um you know oh, it would have been like oh it would have been a, worse a tyrant it, yeah it actually would have been it actually would have been worse it actually would because i mean yeah. i love impact i love tna obviously but like they're just getting back up like punk would 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 absolutely just take that company down completely because like while the leadership is there and it's arguably a bit like better it is better than than tk but the money isn't there uh it's it, it's too it's not well established it just wouldn't be able to survive. The, the sad punk, thing you know, is you know. that if he actually cared about wrestling the way he pretends he does, he could have gone to TNA and could have actually made it like, could have been a resurgence. Could have made well, no, it like I, a, like a, maybe not a, a a second brand, but definitely a third and definitely like a, like a mainstream, you know, they could have at least gotten like a proper TV deal. And Well, look, I think, TNA is going to get there anyway. They're 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 firmly established back now and as as a strong third, but they they don't have <clears throat> they don't have the the means to control CM Punk when he doesn't have because I mean I think what happens is <clears throat> he has to fight something right, and it has to be something that it's actual it's actually there. So in WWE, it's very easy to fight WWE. Even if you're in the system, you're fighting. And I'll get back, get to that in a second. But with AEW, he was like, I'm just going to fight AEW. <laughs> you know? And he, for better or worse, that's what he did. So he'd say one thing on the television and then do another. And we'd probably get that in, in Impact as well. But to answer your question, with WWE, Seth Rollins has been working everybody for months. I would say years. You know? Because obviously him and Punk, they go back a long time. And he must know at some point. Remember, Seth Rollins is the gatekeeper for these guys that came in. He was the gatekeeper for Cody Rhodes and anyone who's who's brought in to work. Your first guy you're going to work with, Seth Rollins. So this feud has been in the making for a long time. And you know, it's it's a here's, a, here's a, I'm going to go on record. Here's exactly how it's going to go, Martin. Right? Punk cut this very milk toast promo, which had one or two good lines in it, but the most important line was what he said afterwards. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money, right? That's going to be expanded upon to the point where Punk's going to be shown as a hypocrite. He's going to be talked down as a hypocrite. He's going to be like, you're just back here to ruin things, blah, 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 blah. And then Punk's going to go mega heel. 
So the the difference here is we're not going to get Walmart. Or, we're like Punk won't be allowed to be Walmart greeter Phil. He won't be allowed to be nice guy Phil. He's going to be crazy CM Punk who's bitter and entitled the whole time. And the thing, the only difference is that won't cross into reality because he stopped one Triple H going, uh, no, you're not doing that. And two, if he does go too bad, any money he's going to make is going to go up in smoke and probably suit into oblivion because of that behavioral clause. Like, th- man, those behavioral clauses, they're not jokes. They can yeah, bankrupt yeah. you. That, that is like, that, you know what that is, right? So in in comic books, um, I think it's the boys, the boys in the boys universe, they have nukes pointed at Homelander at every time just in case he goes off because that's the only thing they think they can kill him is by just nuking him to oblivion and that's what WWE have strapped around there's, CM there's Punk actually, is there's actually there's a real life version of it in uh, J-pop and K-pop uh, you know like Japanese and Korean pop music where they have these yeah they have these like boy bands or girl bands they all have morality or behavioural clauses yes whereby they do. Do, if yeah. they're seen even having like a boyfriend or a girlfriend in public, they can just be fired and replaced with, you know, one of the substitutes they have like on backup or whatever. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's like, again, like these things, you wouldn't see them in, in the West really. Yeah. It, it, like in modern but, times. But, <laughs> but, yeah. But the only time you'd see them would be, you know, with the starlets of the 40s and the 20s, you know, that was it because the studios owned them, basically. And now it's like, yeah, but punk, they've resurrected this obscure thing where it's like, OK, you want to you, you want to try and do this? Well, good luck. So, look, I don't think we're going to get AW punk, right? Yeah. I don't think we're going to get those match types. I think what we're going to get here is a, a resurgence of punk fighting the power but then being shown that he actually is the power and you'll have your Seth Rollins, your even your Roman Reigns, even your Cody Rhodes, as much as it disgusts me to even think about Cody Rhodes. Um, <laughs> like, I hate him so much. Uh, but there's so much ammo to actually use. In it. And even they're fucking having Austin in. as well. Like it's, Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And that would be pretty cool. But the, the, the important thing to remember here is Punk is not the good guy at all. Like, he isn't. And in AEW, for some reason, like, oh, he is. It's like, no, you're not. Like, you're never the good guy. You never were. You never were the good guy, you know? And and that's that's why I wasn't able to to jive with CM Punk in AEW. Because I'm like, until the end, where he's like, oh, man. Like, I was with you. I was like, this is the best heel turn ever. No, it turns out that was him just oh, yeah, trying to man. destroy the company. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. If, if that had been, if Brawlout had been a work that would have been the best piece of business that any company had, had See, done I in think years. That's the, exactly what they're going to do in WWE. It's going to be brought out, but worked the way they should have done it. Because Triple H is like, look, we know what the story is here. Uh, we all want to make money. Let's make as much money as we can. And we're going to work this in. And I think you'll see some very interesting things with that. And Punk's promo really set that up. It's like, oh, that's a really lame promo. But the last couple of lines that he said was like, no, that's actually CM Punk. He's here because he wants to make money. And he doesn't care about anybody else, but he's being open about it. And I mean, what I would say to you is, I agree with you. It was a terrible promo. It was very, very weak. One or two good lines in it. I like the callback to the pipe bomb. I liked when he brought brought up AJ. Because I'm like, oh, cool. AJ is probably going to come back, which is amazing. I really hope she does. Oh, uh, you think so? Th- oh, no, I absolutely think she'll come back, yeah. Like, I, I always assumed that um, it it wasn't that she didn't have any offers or anything. I just assumed it was just she was done. She didn't. No, I I, I mean I think you know her her husband being fired on on their wedding day and like you know just the whole treatment was probably she's like yeah I'm not going to work there because you know that's terrible. But I mean I think this has healed a lot more bridges than it has, than that were burned. And I think we will see her show up. Yeah, I absolutely do. Like oh. for real, think she'll show up. Pretty not, cool. not maybe not as a full time performer, but definitely like, you know, the Hall yeah, of Fame yeah. back open up like one more run or something like that. It opens up a lot of really cool things, which, like when when he brought up AJ, I'm like, oh my god, that's the coolest thing. That's actually the best thing about this whole thing, <laughs> you know, which I was like surprised by. But 
it's a learning experience as well because there's a really good there's like a whole good series of documentaries that are up on YouTube and I will link them and put them up on our social up on our socials as well where it goes through the entire run of CM Punk and AEW like his promos are great his work all that kind of stuff but there is his this run in, where in AEW. When was he in AEW? No, according to the <laughs> the full the full career of CM Punk on WWE. No, he was he was only in ECW and then WWE. Oh, how silly of me. Okay, <laughs> but no, I, I do think the like the insincerity that was revealed. Again, if he had just had someone to be like, look, you need you can make so much money with this angle by just leaning into what's actually happening because you can see it you can see the decline right in it where it's like starts off well it's kind of lame but he has these really good matches and then you can see when he because when he came back you remember when he came back from injury and he had the belt in the bag yeah that was when he was like i'm gonna burn this place down and you can see it when you're watching in hindsight you're like that should have been an angle someone should have caught that and said we're turning this into an angle but they didn't, and I mean, I think the final. Oh, I'm, I I'd say they tried multiple, like multiple times, and that means that's a see a CM Punk. So let's say the WWE return never happens. Yeah. AEW CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. That's Wembley sold out, and I mean capacity sold out. Like that's huge. Yeah. No, it, it is, and that meeting that was supposed to be registered to hash things out and squash it. That should have been done. I think if there's any kind of footnote in that, that's what it should be. Because it never should have got to all in where he's baiting the head off Jungle Boy. You know, <laughs> Jungle Boy had nothing to do with it. <laughs> exactly. Like these things never should have happened. But you know, and I don't think that will happen in WWE. And if it does, Punk's lost a lot of time. He's going to lose a lot of money, and he will never work again. Like this is not only the last chance saloon. This is like last chance. But we have nukes pointed at you, Superman. So nah, don't don't like, try it. He yeah. could he could murder Paul Levesque live on Raw and TNA would still hire him the next day. Yeah, but I mean <laughs> Yeah, okay, probably. But he won't the WWE return is like like he would have to, but he'd have to like work for maybe on the concession stand because that's how much <laughs> these these morality clauses like as I said, man, it is like what he, he's put his own head in the news here. And he's like, don't mess up. So, I, and again, I don't think he wants to. Like, we've said this, you know, that Punk's retort is, is a man fueled by spite. And he is. <laughs> he absolutely is. And I think what will happen is in the feud, he'll be like, yeah, I am here with spite. I'm here to make money. You know? And think about it. Isn't that the best heel turn in the world? You're here solely to make money. It's amazing. I mean, like, it's just reality. But with the volume turned up and AEW didn't understand what they had or didn't have somebody to be like, listen, you're going to do what? it or we're going or actually, sorry. No, let me let me just talk that. They didn't take the necessarily necessary precautions to allow them to do this. And as I said, man, and I've said this from day one and I'm not I'm not attacking AEW on it, but I have said it from day one. AEW never learned the lessons of WCW and it, 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 it is WCW in it's modern WCW, right? It is. And I mean that in the best way, and I mean it in the worst way. Because <laughs> if the this was the exact same problem that Hogan had in WCW, and they never learned the lessons from it. With someone like Punk, you make sure you have the best lawyer in the world to write a contract that he's going to follow exactly what you tell him to do or else. And TK just didn't do that. He was like, no, we're friends. Like, no, no. <laughs> You're his boss. No, no, we're, we're we're besties. It's like, no, 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 no. You're his boss. No, no, we're besties. It's like, oh, okay. And where did I see that happen? In what company after WCW? Tina. Exactly. In TNA. <laughs> so look, as I said, history history doesn't repeat itself. It rhymes. And you're asking Dara, how did you know? How do you know these certain things? Because they repeat. <laughs> And sadly, if there's anything from there from Punk and this, you're like, listen, if you're going to hire him, you get the best lawyer possible. <laughs> you, know? and you don't have him as a friend. You know, now, don't get me wrong. I, I, I think there is still some animosity between uh, Triple H and Punk, obviously. But they're also like, we're going to make a lot of money. And you know what I did literally when that pay-per-view was over? What? When that, 
I bought CM Punk's new T-shirt from America. <laughs> <laughs> they had me immediately. I bought his T-shirt immediately. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker. Hook, line, and sinker. I was crying and everything. It was amazing. So, and again, it was more the shock of it. I could not believe it was actually, I was like, there's no way this is real. Because, like, you know, on our group chat, we were having the laughs, and I was like, okay, he's not going to come. I guess I was wrong. And then, the, 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 you know, they put the graphic and the, the music hits, and I'm like, no way. There's no, and then I thought it was a rib or something. And it's like, they walk in, and you're like, oh, my God. And that's when my soul left my body for a little while. And I was like, oh, my God, this is actually happening. So, look, it has to go down as the greatest return of all time. Like, cause I, look, even though I said it was going to happen, I still didn't believe it. I didn't believe it <laughs> as, as he was walking out. You were living on, like, on faith. Well, no, I mean, it, it, it's just, it's the thing that made the most sense. And the man is, is fueled by spite. Like, you know, he's literally like, that was what was bringing him. And as I said, he's like Dart Nihilus. He's like too, too spiteful to leave, you know? Um, and you know what? Not only did I buy his T-shirt, but he posted uh, still from a comic book called uh, Doom War. And I actually bought the hardcover of Doom War. So that arrived today. And that's what's, a good book. It, it's a book it? where Dr. Doom and Iron Man squash their beef to few, to to align together to fight a larger Oh. Book. So, I mean, once he posted that on his Instagram, I was like, oh, you're actually going to come back. I mean, that was a deep cut for uh, for comic fans. And Punk really likes comics. So, like, a lot. Like, he really likes comics. So, that kind of was a big sign, too. Um, I mean, like, I thoroughly enjoyed and respect that wonderful uh, sort of retelling you gave there. I think that the issue for me is that, um, remember when he had the... MMA fights and you were like oh that's damaged his character it has yeah he, he can't come out wearing those Gracie hoodies anymore <laughs> this, <laughs> sorry you can't do it buddy you this, can't do this, it this whole thing the whole what he did in AEW um, like he's constantly talking about all oh, workers rights and standing up for wrestlers and wrestlers unions and all that bro and, like, he the was greatest working, bro he was working it the whole time oh yeah yeah oh no like I I know that now no, but, but I said this to you at the time. <laughs> but, but the the point is that like the greatest like advantage any wrestler has in their negotiations with a major company is mm. the existence of a major alternative. Yeah, that's and true. He undermined the major alternative, and then he went back to the company that he badmouthed for ten years, said he'd never go to again. And so, like what what the MMA fights did for you, the past year has done for me in that the whole point for me of CM Punk was that everything he said and did was different because it had a a tinge of reality to it. It had an edge of reality to it. And now you find out, nah, it's just a a carny gimmick like all the other carny gimmicks. And I just can't buy into him so a former host of what what the show used to be the rest of the rest of you international desk greg mcneesh famously said everything is a work everything oh yeah everything and unfortunately you bought into that and i said from day one and that's why i didn't like walmart greenfield i'm like that guy means none of that (laughs) none of it it's all lies and you were like no no it's okay i'm like no no it's cm punk He's lying to you, <laughs> like straight out lies. But he'd even he changed the like they had gone with a gimmick like um like the one you suggest he might do in WWE because like he'd had that showdown with Moxley where Mox was saying I'm the heart and soul of AEW and Punk was saying I'm the dollars and cents. Yeah, you yeah, know, and so like like and the thing about it is it's like if they had a like. I, I hate to go back to this well, but I really have to. WCW would do similar things, and they did do similar things. I mean, Hogan genuinely believed he was fighting for for rights, his rights, <laughs> you know, yeah, his rights. To, to be the biggest star there. And even though he would say other things, like you know, and I'm sure he did believe it because nobody believes they're the villain. But I think, and this is the problem when you're mixing the shoot in with reality, 
it's very hard to know when the shoot ends and when reality begins. And with Punk, because I'm aware of him and because I've been his fan for so long, um, you just kind of know. You're like, this guy's the bad guy. Genuinely, he's like the biggest heel in wrestling. And not because of what he does. It's because of what he is. Punk is a heel. He's a demagogue. Literally, cult of personality suits him so well because it's like, he is a cult leader who tricks people into following him. Yeah. And it's the most fascinating work shoe character ever because he probably believes he's the good guy. Like, you know, when he was, you know, and this goes back even to 2000 and what was it, 12? 11? 11. The, when he had when? the, you know, when he was talking with Triple H in the ring and Triple H was like, Punk, oh, you yeah, talk yeah. about all this kind of stuff, but only when it's a benefit CM Punk. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> you were spot on, you know? And I think that was the first kind of hint of it. But again, we're wrestling, it's so hard to know what's real and what's not. But again, like if Punk was ever to do that again, and he won't because it's been shown that he doesn't actually believe it, um, it, it would it would fall flat. And I think that's why WWE have all the cards now because they can have Seth Rollins come out and go, "We know what you do, we know what you've done elsewhere. Um, you don't believe any of this. You look at you're just here for yourself." And I mean, come on, man! Like that that means one thing for you. That means you're going to be cheering for. Seth Rollins to beat CM Punk. I'll definitely not. <laughs> no, but I mean, now think about it, right? If if you were a WWE fan, yeah, and you were of the opinion that you would watch CM Punk again, in that sense, whoever is going to say that you're going to be on their side because Punk has hurt you, correct? I mean, it hurt me. No, that sounds a wee bit too. Do you know what? It's actually my dislike from. Is is now a lot like my dislike for Seth Rollins, in that it stems. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. It stems mainly from uh, his antics, his shilling for the company after they fired hundreds of people. Um, yeah, that's fair. That's you fair. know, so it, I, yeah. I like whenever he comes on screen, and it's not even to do this. Like I don't like his gimmick, but I can get over like not liking gimmicks. Like if someone's a good wrestler, and like, I don't like his whole. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Like, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a big fan of Seth Rollins' current gimmick no. at all. Like, I'm really not. But, but um, you know. So, I, like, so my dislike for Rollins comes from that. Yes, the, the that The real life aspect of that it. That genuinely that, makes sense, yeah. That would, that would be where my dislike for Punk comes from. Like, from a real life loss of respect for him um, as a person as a, and as a wrestler. Mm. Like, the, the thing with CM Punk is he's not... Like he's he's a good, on his day, a good to great wrestler, right? Like, mm. forget everything in the ring. On his day, he's a good to great wrestler. Um, but the standard is excellent. Like the yeah. standard isn't good to great anymore. Like mm. the standard nowadays, you, your bug standard mid carders are technically in ring excellent nowadays. So for me, when you remove the edge of reality to his character. What you're left with is a is a good wrestler in an era when the standard is is excellent. But see, the wrestling was never really the main thing that people wanted to see from CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was the whole package. I mean, when Punk talks, you still listen. And, and, and maybe and that's and maybe that's why he's more suited, despite his issues. Maybe that's why he's more suited to WWE than than AEW, because. AEW does the bulk of its storytelling in the ring. Like well, no, right I, now, we well, no, I mean, so so you see the way no, like collision. I do think there was, I do think there was room for what CM Punk wanted. Like CM Punk wants, like what he wanted. I think looking at collision, he wanted a WWE version of you know, like a WWE storytelling version of wrestling, which still had quality wrestling matches, but was more. Old school, for want of a better word, the flippy. No, no, old, old school's perfect because they even like they started out with those like old, um, like eighties and nineties Saturday Night Live promos. Yeah, exactly, and that was kind of what he wanted. And then AEW is like a work ray to flippy dippy kind of thing, which was good in Dynamite, which is you know its own thing. And people really like. Don't get me wrong, I really like work ray wrestling. Uh, I I genuinely do. Like New Japan kind of stuff is phenomenal. Um. Yeah. And that that was kind of to set it. So there was room for it. It's just the problem, and this again goes to any wrestler at any point, even to an independent level. And you know this, because I've experienced it as well. 
where people believe their gimmick. <laughs> and once you believe your gimmick is real, that's when problem happens. That's when problems happen, and that's where it becomes. And there was no one in T. Uh, I was going to say TNA because yeah, that, that, that's true. There was no one in TNA to to to, to stop it. But there was no one in AEW to go listen. You need to stop. I'm your boss. This is not real. Yeah. Well, and do you someone, know what? If someone just, just, sorry, sorry, just one second. If yeah, someone yeah, just had a stepped in and been like, listen, what are you doing? Stop it. And then have the ability to be like, if you don't stop it, we have this clause in your contract, or you're out and we lose no money. Um yeah. but yeah, even you know, even if AEW had that clause in his contract, it wouldn't have mattered. Because no, it wouldn't have mattered. Still would have they, happened the same thing, yeah. Well, Still no, but it wouldn't have mattered because there's no threat to it because WWE was always there that he could go to. There's yeah. only a threat to it now because if WWE fire him, there's nowhere he can go. Well, no, it's not, no. I, I mean, it depends how aggressive this contract is. I mean, this could yeah. ba- literally bankrupt them. This could be like, we'll take every penny you have. Yeah, like, oh yeah, there could be like uh, no, it's, it's, could penalties be like, yeah, and like, fines it, it, attached yeah, to it. Exactly, yeah. and I, I would put money on it, that's what's in it. It's not just for firing it, it's like, hey, we're firing it, but here's the damages, and they could be millions of dollars. Now again, I haven't seen it, I don't know, but Triple H is a very smart business guy, and WWE have incredibly good lawyers. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, they, they knew what they, as I said, this is, they have Homelander, and they have every nuke on the planet pointed at Homelander in case he goes rogue, you know? And, and that's kind of what they were doing, you know? Uh, yeah. And in AEW, again, I, for better or worse, you know, it was said in that in a documentary where TK's greatest strength is his love for wrestling, but his greatest weakness is his love for wrestlers. But here, this is and, actually and, what I was going to say earlier. In that's that, kind of what I, you like, know, the problem there. People say in a kind of dismissive way, Oh, he wanted to be friends with, but I don't think he wanted to be friends. I think it was that he wanted to do business with wrestlers differently. He didn't want to be. You can't do. You can't do that though. Yeah, but like, like at some stage you have to like take wrestling out of it and just think of it as as a business or a company. At some stage you have to treat people with. Humanity, like no, the way okay, Vince oh, no, McMahon oh, treated wrestlers for decades, was horrendous. Like it wouldn't be allowed in any other company. No, like, that's true. What well, do you call the... him, Yang? Your man who ran for president. Oh he yeah, was saying yeah, yeah. he actually had part of his of his presidential uh, platform that if he gets elected, he will investigate WWE for uh, employment abuses. I do agree that reforms are needed, right? But I will put it to you this way. What happens if you don't do your job, like your your actual normal job? What happens if you don't do what your boss well, tells you to do? Well, no, Dara, no, 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 I, I the... work for the assembly in the north. So. Okay, okay, bad example. Bad example. <laughs> a, tr- a, a horrendous example. It is. No, it is. I realize as I was saying it. Okay. Okay. You work for, you work making widgets in a factory, right? And you have to yeah. make X amount of widgets in your contract. 50 widgets a day, right? Yeah. And you're like... You're, you're working through and you're making them and your boss is like, oh, how's it going? You're like, oh, I don't feel like making widgets today. You're like, but you have to. It's in your contract. No, it just doesn't work for me today, brother. <laughs> you're not going to be working for widgets for very long, right? No. Because it, it would be like, a breach of contract. And the thing, no, hold on, yeah, the thing but, about it is, like, the thing, oh, no, the thing about it is, with wrestling, you, like, I think there's a line between what WWE is, which can be horrendous, particularly under Vince McMahon. And, what WCW did, which was horrendous in a business sense, where they have creative control. And I don't think that balance has really been found yet. I think Triple H, and I'm not just saying this because Triple H is my favorite wrestler, I'm saying it because I think he is... A little bit. You are a little bit. No, I mean, come on, man. He's he's incredible. Like, he brought CM Punk back and nobody believed he would. bring CM Punk. AEW fired CM Punk. I know, but like... You give you him an awful, an awful lot of credit, like you, for. But he's the game. Like, I, you can't say he's I'm not game. saying this because I'm his biggest fan, and then go, but he's the game. I, like, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're clearly saying it because you're his biggest fan. I'm not his biggest fan, but he is. You know, I, I, who's, who's one big? I think you're a bigger fan than Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 
all I'm look, all I'm saying is what he's been able to do is incredible, right? I think he will probably find the way to get that balance of the new way of running wrestling. And look, to be honest with you, Tony Khan almost got there. He just, when you put in non-wrestlers into this world, it's a crazy world. And I've seen it because with Dixie Carter, Dixie Carter is one of the best people I've ever met. She's lovely. She's so nice. Like, and it's really annoying because like when you hear bad stuff about Dixie, no, she's like so nice, incredibly nice. I've met her several times, right? But she should have never run a wrestling company. Ever. Not one time should she have ever been involved because she wasn't a wrestler. And since TNA has moved over to being run by wrestlers, like guys who know the wrestling world, it, it, it's improved leaps and bounds. And Tony Khan has learned that lesson. I think he's smart enough to understand that. And he's kind of now, now moved away to position wrestlers around and control the locker room. Yeah. And Triple H obviously knew that from the beginning. Like Vince wasn't a wrestler, but he took a very hard line to be like, I'm the boss. This yeah, is the he, way it's he, running. He, he went too hard. Wrestling. Yeah. He went too hard though. And Triple H is like, I'm a wrestler. I've been here my whole life. I know what you guys want and how to get there. And that's that's why it's working. Tony Khan had to learn the lesson the hard way, which I mean, he should have just watched TNA. I mean, this is what I was saying from, from the beginning. I'm like, if you just watch TNA, but, but you your answer know to every I'm... problem is just watch TNA. And I'm not wrong. <laughs> not wrong. I gotta give it to you. Yeah, I mean, genuinely, if he just had to watch it, you would have seen this coming. And I, I saw it coming from day one. But um, and yeah, like that's kind of where I'm where I'm on with this. You know, I I, I agree with you. I think the way uh, Vince handled things was a bit too harsh. But we are getting there, man. You know, but you have to be careful. Like, if your design, if your job is to make widgets, and you're like, this doesn't work for me today, brother. You have to make those well, widgets in some way or shape or form. And I think well, the best way to do it is in a contract. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll end on this. On. Um, obviously, my feelings are known um, on a like level as both a person and a wrestler. I have no respect for Punk and therefore have no interest in watching him wrestle. But as a friend of yours, I am very happy and very excited for um, for you over the next you know coming months. Like, cause it, like this is like if uh, I don't know if if Bret Hart came back. And it's he it's was, it's literally the nineties nineties Bret Hart. It, it's literally that for me. Yeah. So I it, am, no. It's liter- It's literally that for me. Yeah, it's like, so I'm yeah. genuinely like delighted and excited. Uh, for you and for what you're going to experience over the next couple of months, and I really it, hope you get everything out of that that you that you you want and that you hope for. Thanks, man, and I appreciate that. And I, look, I I I feel bad because but I was punk. To, yeah, no, here's the thing. <laughs> well, but punk and all the nukes go off, and yeah. it's just that's it. I mean, like they they literally he's literally standing on on top of like you know the, the mad plan, you know the mad plan from the '80s, mutually assured destruction. Oh like yeah! If, if he goes off, every he doesn't take everything down with him. He just takes himself down but it's, several it's, times and ends up in the win, poorhouse. Win. It's win-win for you because either either you get a great CM Punk WWE run, which is a win, or he blows it all up, and then you get CM Punk and TNA, which is a win. I mean, that's a win. <laughs> you can't lose. No, I mean that's the thing. Like, I think when you when you understand CM Punk fundamentally. It makes it like it, it makes this a lot better. And in AEW, I'm like, oh, we only just got real punk near the end. <laughs> you know, when he came back with that belt, which was a complete act of defiance and the slap in the face to everything he said, I was just like, oh yeah, he, we're on, we're, <laughs> we're at the descent here. You know, it's like he, oh, and he, it was, you know. it was such a cool. I loved that real world champion gimmick. I thought that was class. But it wasn't a gimmick. See, that's what I'm saying to you. No, but he but actually I thought, believed it. It wasn't I, a gimmick. I thought it was a genius way of having two world titles without having two world titles. Because you know the way WWE now has yeah three has, world titles has the world title that Roman Reigns ha- Reigns has and has the kind of toy title that they let Seth Rollins play with. Like, <laughs> I thought it was a really cool way. It's so harsh, but also very yes. true. Yeah, <laughs> of having so... uh, you know, I'll admit, probably there's 
fifteen percent of that just comes from my personal animosity. <laughs> no, <that's laughs> but, uh, okay, but, um, what if Finn Balor has it? Then do we like it? If Finn Balor wins, wins the, it. That, no, but here's the thing: is that like there's loads of wrestlers in WWE that I love and respect. I just I don't like what WWE does with them. I don't like the WWE style of wrestling. I don't here, know, like the WWE you know, no. presentation of wrestling. You, you know, you know what I really like though at Survivor Series. Uh, some fan was given out to Finn Balor. You know, after he went over and ripped the, ripped the yeah. sign for someone after it, and then he was like, "Oh, go go on Twitter and tweet about CM Funk." Oh, and it was like, it was the most Irish I've ever seen Finn Balor be. It was like literally he's in Dublin making fun of someone, and I was like, "This is amazing. I love it." And I don't know if that was lost on anyone who isn't a dub, but it was the most dub I've ever seen Finn Balor be, which is funny because he's from Bray. But <laughs> yeah, which is Wicklow for which our is Wicklow, international yeah, international listeners. Yeah, it's beside Dublin. It's basically Dublin. Um, but you know, I really enjoyed that part. That was quite funny. But and come uh, here, like, like yeah, so, on. like before we go into TNA, oh, it's the best show ever. Let's do a quick, a quick sideline. <laughs> Not that any of it matters because none of it matters. Survivor it Series. <laughs> it immediately went out the window. It's just like oh, everything that the wrestlers did, just pointless. Like. Here, come here. Before we before you do that, though, actually on that point, because we we will we will drop the hour. Uh, we will drop at the hour. But was it kind of harsh to have a show that nobody cared about? Because I mean, I was watching that and I just didn't care about anything. Now it was really good, but I just was like, if I would have been devastated if Punk didn't show up, even though you know there was no reason for it. And I think everybody else was just sitting there, just like the, the whole night was hijacked by seeing Punk chance. The whole yeah, night. I mean, <laughs> I I did. I didn't actually think the pay-per-view was was that good. But, uh, and this is weird, because I, I don't like him either, but my I kind of felt bad for Randy Orton. Yeah. Because <laughs> his whole return was, like, massively overshadowed, you know? Everything was. I mean, the lads went out there, and, like, um, the lads went out there and had pretty, pre- actually pretty good War Games matches. The War Games matches were, were really good. Um, and... Gunther went out and killed the Miz, and that was amazing. Um, but like the show itself was okay, but it was like, why did you let them have a full, like a full gimmicky pay-per-view where you know they all had crazy bumps for no reason? Because nobody <laughs> the, the minute put, nobody cared about anything else. Well, no, was apparently like, apparently nobody was told, and even the guys in the main event were only told on the way out. As yeah, on the way game. out, yeah. Yeah. I well, I mean. That's why it Which, was kept a secret. But imagine how annoyed you'd be. If you're oh, like, I would have. Raging, if I was heading out there gorilla, and they tell me after your match CM Punk's coming out, I would have turned to the wrestler I was fighting and said, okay, see all those massive spots we're talking about? No, we're, we're not doing any of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to go out and do, do the finger poke of right. doom and lie down. <laughs> we're going to do Randy Randy Orton's back. So we're going to do a Randy Orton homage. We're going to do headlocks for 15 minutes. And then <laughs> you can roll me up and nobody will care. <laughs> no, nobody would care. Like literally they could have sat out there and had like a cool cup of coffee and punk's music hit and that was it because that was all anybody wanted like the whole night was just like but here's the thing did you notice that a lot of the graphics were cm punk tinged uh like stars and yeah a lot and it was just like it was there the whole time like and i don't want to be all number 23 conspiracy theory thing but it's like (laughs) what a great movie oh that that movie's awesome like generally is um but it's like there's a there's so much there when you're like oh I don't buy that this was like a last minute thing. You knew this was coming. You just, you know, you just kept it really well. See, and look, I, th- I think, I think part of their whole, oh, this is last minute, blah, 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 is down to the fact that they were clearly contract tampering and they can't be seen to have been doing that. Well, I mean, look, I don't think they're contract tampering. I think Punk was like, I'm showing up, hello. You know, which is like, and to be fair, it's not the first time it's happened. WWE kind of did that, did that with Jericho back in the 90s. Well, um, no, but even more recently, they were already like they were already reprimanded. Like uh, Tony Khan threatened legal action over they were contract tampering with uh, Malachi Black, uh, Nero. Yeah. There was a couple I, of wrestlers that they were. Yeah, but like, but see the thing about it is, he actually has to follow through with that. WWE would follow through with that, and that's probably no, something but even that even having conversations with someone who's under contract. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it. Tampering. Yeah, you're not supposed to do it, but 
So, so like they'll 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 never admit it, like obviously because there's a legal thing. But uh, yeah, no, absolutely. But uh, like apparently, at the after brawl out, that was when they were kind of talking about it. But look, as I said, look, I really enjoyed some of the war games matches. Um, that RKO spot was actually insane. Uh, <laughs> I was like, why did you do that? You could have died. That poor fella <laughs> from Dublin, from Ireland, is like, man, he took a he took a serious beating. But um, yeah, uh, look. It was okay. Again, I was like, I was ready to to come here and be like, yeah, it, it was fine. You know, it was disappointing seeing Punk didn't show up, and then we were supposed to have like an hour laugh. Where I was like, oh, wasn't that a funny thing that nearly <laughs> happened? But then it happened, and I'm like, oh my god, I was right about that. That's insane. Um, so look, it is no, what it and is. Do you know what? I'll actually, I'll give them their dues on this. Go on. And they kept that in in an era when dirt sheets ruin everything. They kept that secret brilliantly. Like they did. They did. it was, it was a very rare. I think Dave uh, texted into the the group chat. Don't worry, he he's still in the group chat. He's still alive, folks. Oh, he's still around. He's still a part of the show. He's just, <laughs> you know what it is? Yeah. He's, he's like our Undertaker. He shows up for WrestleMania. That's about it. <laughs> but Dave, oh my god, that's actually a brilliant analogy. <laughs> it's true. Uh, he shows up for the for the big spots, and then we're, we're, we're you know, um, uh, but. Uh, yeah, Dave texts in saying that it, what he loved about it was that it was a genuine real life surprise, it was, which yeah. you don't get in wrestling anymore. No. And you know what? It actually made me made me really think about all the like the dirt sheets, the Twitter accounts, the websites. The I don't think this applies to us because we just kind of review stuff. We don't. Yeah, we're we're not rocking news. We're not yeah, rocking yeah, the news. Yeah, we don't do any of that crap. Um. God, they kind of do just ruin wrestling, don't they? Like it's yeah. I mean, the thing about it is, it's like at the end of the day, I describe like wrestling is a show about is a show about a show, you know, and yeah. that's kind of like the appeal. It's a show. Sorry, wrestling is a show about a, a sports show, you know, and it has all the different sides of. But I think if you get too involved in the background, the backstage stuff, you kind of take away. You look behind the curtain too much, and you ruin it for yourself. It, it does. It, yeah, and as a wrestling fan, you're like, yeah. like, okay, for example, the TNA renaming, that was amazing because nobody knew what was happening. And the punk version of that is that amplified a billion times because th- WWE managed to, to do that. You know? And I think, I think, I think that is partly responsible, like that people looking behind the curtain and, I don't know, sometimes I think they think just because they know you know, wrestling terms that they're part of the business or whatever. But I think that's partly responsible for lots of these wrestling sites, like not really concerning themselves with what's happening in the ring and instead talking about, you know, uh, attendances and viewership and quarterly returns and TV rights deals and all that. And I'm like, that is not like that. I we're not shareholders. We don't care about that. We're fans. We care I had about some, what's I had some happening du- in the ring. I had some WWE stock for a while. Well, there you go. Well, then like, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't realize I was dealing with the uh, what do you what, what do you call him from um, ABC? Always be always be closing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Didn't realize I was dealing with the Wolf of Wall Street here. No, no. I, well, no, it, it doesn't exist anymore because it's gone. It's uh, TKO now, isn't it? Do you still have it? I I did, but it's gone now. I sold it like uh, once the sale was announced. Um, what, uh, what was it? Oh yeah, it would have been at a. Wasn't it? It was at a ridiculous height. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Tell us. What did you make? I, I, I'll tell you off the air. How about that? Tell you off the air. Hell, but know. um. What else? <laughs> Millionaire, Dar. Million, yeah, right. Uh, I Hollywood, Dar. <laughs> um, Survivor I... Series, I thought was 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 okay. I'll tell you what my main concern was that, uh, like, you know, I just I don't like the dunking it too much, but um, because it's just a stylistic thing, I don't like the presentation. I don't like the style of rest and all that. So I thought it was okay. But the main thing, no matter what WWE pay-per-view that I look forward to, is the Walter slash Gunther match. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. Oh, I just thought this was a massive letdown. Yeah, well, I mean... Why are you putting, uh, why are you putting Walter against the Miz? 
Why, like he's got so this he, so he can get so he can kill the Miz. I, I know, did. I know, but you you squash jobbers on the way up. You don't squash jobbers like when you're in the midst of, you know, like the most historic IC title run ever. Like this is, and particularly not on like your big five pay-per-views like give them not look no what like, I, a lot, like I, I always look forward to that to the Walter match and I was just uh, all I'll say to you on that point. is and we will go to a break on this point is that okay. they, they have to get to the Royal Rumble this is the last show of the year and nothing on the show mattered because CM Punk was returning yeah, yeah, I actually, and, yeah, and, yeah, and, and that's and <laughs> makes so like, much more sense. Exactly, well, there yeah. they were like, we just need to do this. Nobody's gonna care. As I said, they can have two lads out there playing cards, drinking coffee, and it would be the talk of the town because CM Punk walked out, and that's what happened. Yeah, she had a great. <laughs> you, mean, spot you mean I could have not jumped off the cage with a bin on my head? <laughs> nobody remembers. She, she had a wonderful time doing it, though. To be fair, she looks so happy. So I mean, come on, let 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 the girl have a good time. That's all I'll say. But look, folks, we're going to leave it there because uh, we're going to uh, go on break now, and then we're going to come back and talk about TNA Hardcore Justice 2007. So uh, we'll be back after this break, or if you're listening on the podcast, or if you're listening on uh, the radio, we'll be back next week every Tuesday here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. This is the Wrestling Royal Adult myself and Martin Herity. We'll talk to you on the next one. Keep our left. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.